So welcome to this service. We're here at Woodchurch High School, one of the Church of England academies here in the Diocese of Chester. My name is Bishop Mark and it's a delight to lead you in worship this morning as we come to listen to the scriptures, to pray together, to reflect and to worship the one who is faithful to us in every changing scene of life. With God, nothing will be impossible. For he is our God. And the God of salvation is making all things Amen. Welcome in the name of Christ. Peace be with you. And, and also with you. Thank you very much indeed. It's really good to be here at Woodchurch High School, Church of England Academy in the Diocese of Chester. I'll let you into a little secret. We uh, said yes, that we would be glad to do this service. We arranged it to do it here in school. And only later did we discover that the theme for today's service is reflecting on how God is faithful to us in those times when we feel like we failed, when we've let ourselves down or let others down or let him down, how we discover his faithfulness and how he walks with us in those situations. And I think it's really interesting to be doing this here at school, to come back and to remember all those occasions when uh, I, for one, felt like I'd not done as well as I could, uh, where I could have done better, where something didn't go as I planned. But looking back now, seeing that in perspective, I'm here with Malcolm Kidd, who's a chaplain here at Woodchurch. And I, and I guess as you uh, engage in chaplaincy around, that you will have all sorts of conversations with youngsters who feel like things maybe have not gone as well as they could have done. Yeah, we do, obviously we do in school. And personally, you know, I, I reflect on that as well because I didn't do as well as maybe I might have done at school. So I reflect on that. And um, so we have that conversation all the time. And I think here at uh, Woodchurch, uh, we concentrate very much on our vision and our values, which sort of outweighs really our uh, emphasis or maybe wanting to overemphasize on, on, on the failures of life, but looking at how we best serve God the best we can. Well, thank you so much for welcoming us today. That theme of Christ being at the centre of who we are and the good parts of life and the tougher parts of life is right at the heart of us as a diocese. And I know it is for you as a school as well. Thank you. Thank you. 
The sacrifice of God is a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart God will not despise. Let us come to the Lord who is full of compassion and acknowledge our transgressions in penitence and faith. And so we keep a moment's quiet as we call to mind those areas of life where we have fallen short of God's standards, where we have not followed his ways. Let's keep a moment's quiet as we lift our eyes afresh to him, the author and perfecter of our faith. God of mercy, we, we acknowledge that we are all sinners. We turn from the wrong that we have thought and said and done, and are mindful of all that we have failed to do. For the sake of Jesus, who died for us, forgive us all that is past, and help us to live every day in the light of Christ our Lord. Amen. So may Almighty God, who is always merciful and kind, pardon free, heal and forgive us, and set us free to walk in his light and life in the name of Christ. Amen. We hear now from Hannah, one of our amazing curates here in the Diocese of Chester, as she reflects on God's faithfulness in her life. There was a time in my life where on a Sunday morning, I would always have to brace myself when I walked into a church. I'd paint a huge smile on my face and I'd always be ready to encourage people and support people and pray for others. But the difference was that when I went home, I would feel totally and utterly depressed. I felt really alone and really isolated. Deep inside me, there was this feeling that in order to be a Christian, that I needed to be someone totally and utterly different. And if anybody had encouraged me that day, I had this internal voice that would say, you don't know me. You know, if you knew me, you wouldn't be saying nice things like that. And in that time, God was really showing me that actually he knew me. He knew me when I was at home. He knew me when I was at church. He knew everything about me and he loved me. And it was as if I was being pulled out of the shadows. No more hiding, but to just be totally and utterly myself. In that time, I learned what grace and mercy really meant. And I was able to receive the love from my church family in a way that I hadn't before. It also meant that I was able to be discipled better because I wasn't pretending anymore and I was coming just as I was. So really for me now, what you see is what you get. I'm a messy disciple, but I also have the ability to bring beauty and share it with others. But regardless of that, I know that I'm loved by God, that I'm seen and chosen by him, and that that is the thing that really and truly transforms me.
We now hear our first Bible reading. Psalm 32. Blessed is the one whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sin are covered. Blessed is the one whose sin the Lord does not count against them, and in whose spirit is no disease. When I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night, your hand was heavy on me. My strength was sapped as in the heat of summer. Then I acknowledged my sin to you, and I did not cover up my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the guilt of my sin. Therefore, let all the faithful pray to you, while you may be found. Surely the rising of mighty waters will not reach them. You are my hiding place, and you will protect me from trouble, and surround me with songs of deliverance. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my loving eye on you. Do not be like the horse or the mule, which have no understanding, but must be controlled by a bit and bridle, or they will not come to you. Many are the woes of the, of the wicked, but the Lord's unfailing love surrounds the one who trusts in him. Rejoice in the Lord and be glad, you righteous. Sing, all you who are upright in heart. We now hear our second reading from the Bible. This reading is taken from Matthew chapter 4 verses 1 to 11. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After fasting for 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, If you're the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and set him on the highest point of the temple. If you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down for what is written. He will command his angels concerning you and they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him, it is also written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All this I will give you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. Jesus said to him, away from me, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him and angels came and attended him. So loving Lord, we pray that as we reflect upon your word, you would open the scriptures to our lives and you would open our lives to your word. Help us to know you in those times where we feel that we have failed and to be faithful to you in those times we feel we are flying. Lord, you are good and your faithfulness never ends. So speak now, we pray in your holy name. Amen. I mentioned earlier how good it was to come here to Woodchurch High School in the diocese. It's great to be here on all sorts of occasions, but particularly as we filmed this service for the Church of England in Lent, as we think about dust and glory, our calling to be a faithful people of God, and this week to reflect on how God is with us in those times when we feel that we have failed, when we feel that we have let him down. Like every secondary school, there is so much to celebrate here as young people inhabit the potential that God has given to them. 
but also like every secondary school. Uh, we deal with all manner of challenges, difficulties as pupils uh, face uh, issues in their lives. Where is God in those times when they feel that they have failed? Where is God when you feel that you have failed, when you feel as if you have missed an opportunity, not done as well as you could have done? And let's be honest, why have we got these readings for this time of failure? Jesus, after all, uh, we know this, never failed. Although one of the things I've reflected on is, I don't know whether that's how it would have felt to him. Here he is in the desert, being tempted, being challenged. Did he know that he was succeeding, or did he feel, as you and I so often do, as if maybe he was on the very verge of failure? One of the extraordinary things about following God, following Christ, is that in those times of our greatest weakness, when we struggle most, often we will look back and find that's when God's faithfulness has been most evident, that the God whom we follow really can work miracles in our brokenness. And often we learn and grow most at those times when we are most challenged. It's as if, if we will look to him, He will give us a compass which only becomes clearer in the times when we feel we are losing our way. He will give us guidance which becomes most helpful, most faithful in those times when we feel we are falling short. Jesus became fully human. He lived among us. He faced the same temptations that we do. He lived without brokenness, but in so doing showed us how to live. And so as I come back to this passage from Matthew 4, there are three very simple messages which I find myself feeding on afresh as I reflect upon those areas of my own life where I know that I have fallen short. Firstly, Jesus is clear as he is tempted that he must look to God for strength, that God is the one who gives him his daily bread, that we as human beings live not just by physical bread, but by every word that comes from God. It is in the strength of God that Christ is able to resist temptation. It is in the strength of God that we will find not only are we able to begin to resist temptation, but actually when we fall short, God will strengthen us. He will enable us to stand. He will bring forgiveness, hope, healing. We might be like those children lining to ride a bicycle who managed to stay on and there's great celebration. Or we might be like those children learning to ride a bicycle who tumble off. But God here is the one who picks us up, who brushes us down, who strengthens us and gives us courage to start again. Failure uh, provokes all manner of different reactions in us, or at least I find in me. There are times when it brings great determination. I will do better. There are times when, if I'm honest, it brings great despair. I will never be able to do better. This passage reminds me to come back to the one who provides my daily bread, to come back to the one who will strengthen me in every changing scene, to come back to the one who will bring life and hope. Sometimes failure can feel a little bit like the Dementor in the Harry Potter series, the one who sucks life out, the one who drains and makes everything feel dark. Christ is the one who comes along and brings strength. So in our failures, firstly, let's be reminded to look to God for strength. He is always faithful. Secondly, we are reminded that we look to God for his provision, for his guidance. 
Jesus says to the devil, we should not put the Lord our God to the test. We are rather to trust that he will be faithful. He will not always provide in exactly the way that we expect him to. Sometimes he won't even provide in the way that we want him to. But he knows us better than we know ourselves. He is faithful, he is good, and he provides. I think one of the things that we constantly need to learn as we grow in our faith is that Christ is Lord, not us. If I'm honest, as I pray for this diocese and as I pray more broadly for the Church of England, I constantly remind myself that we are Christ's church, not mine. That my task is to follow in his way. That when it feels that everything is challenging and we are failing at every turn, that this is Christ's work and that I am simply called to follow. We follow a God who will protect, who will guide, who will provide. We follow a God who does protect, who does guide, who does provide. We follow a God who calls us to walk in his ways. And so we look to God for strength. We trust God for provision. And finally, we offer God our worship. The devil tempts Jesus to fall down and worship him. And Jesus replies, away with you, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Now, I don't know what comes to your mind as you hear those words. We might perhaps think of being in church, but the meaning of the text is give God the glory, give him the honor, set him in the first place in your life. As Jesus says elsewhere, seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added to you. The truth eternally is that glory is God's. And yet you and I face this daily challenge, whether we will give God the glory or whether we will place it elsewhere. I'll tell you one of the paradoxical things about failure. Sometimes when we fail, we can become so determined, so kind of caught up in our own shame that we have failed, that we draw things back to ourselves. One of the liberating challenges in our failure is to look to God even when we feel we have let ourselves down and say, I have failed yet still I will give you praise. I have let myself and you down and yet still I will give you praise. I will come and offer you my worship because you are good in this season just as you have been good in every season. And so we look to God for strength. We trust him for his provision and we choose to live in a way that honours him. And here's the great, extraordinary mystery. The full depth and wonder of God's grace is made apparent when we trust him in every scene of life. It's no mere aphorism to say that God is faithful always and most tangibly faithful in those times when we need to rely on him fully. And so in this Lent, as we wrestle with the harder sides of life, We remind ourselves that God's faithfulness is there at every season. We come with Christ here into the desert, and like him, we find God's strength, God's provision, and the freedom that we have as we worship him. I mentioned earlier this sense of God's providing a compass, God providing direction. I'm conscious that those of you who watch this will be in so many different places. If you are in the depths of darkness right now, trust God just for the next step. Trust God to be able to lead you. Trust God to be the one who will bring hope out of the ashes that you find yourself in right at the moment. For he is always faithful.
coming back to school this morning, has reminded me of the perspective of looking back on my teenage self, seeing how God has led and his faithfulness has been evident in my life. What is true for me, what has been true for our Lord here in this passage, is true for you too. And so let me pray for and with you as we reflect on our failure and God's faithfulness this morning. Lord God, thank you that you were tempted in every way as we were, and yet without sin. Meet us, we pray, in those places of our brokenness, and let your faithfulness be evident. Deal gently with us in our pain, and lead us kindly, that we might follow you and inhabit life for your glory, for the blessing of others, and that we might know and inhabit your peace. In Jesus' name. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. Who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Heavenly Father, as we start this season of Lent, we pray using our school's Christian values. Thank you for this time of preparation Help us to spend time reflecting how we can best serve you and other people as we look forward to Easter. Our first value is humility. We thank you for the example of humility that Jesus sells. Coming to earth and showing us how to live in a way that puts others first. Please help us to look for the best in other people, not just ourselves. For the value of justice, we know that you care about the poor and those who suffer. We pray that we will treat people fairly, showing true justice to all we meet. Help us to speak up for those who have no voice and to act justly in what we do. Our value of compassion reminds us to show love, care and respect to one another and the world you have made. Thank you that our God, all of comfort, who comforts us. Please help us to comfort those who are sad, especially if they are struggling with feelings of failure or when things don't seem to be going well. We pray that you, will, that you will show us how we can love our neighbour as ourselves. Our value of thankfulness helps us to be grateful for all that we have. We are thankful to you for the world you have made and given us. This Lent, help us to think again about how we can best protect our planet, giving thanks to you for all that you have done for us. The value of hope prompts us to trust in you and your plans for us. We know you are faithful to us and want what is best for us. Help us to look to you and your plans, especially when things are going wrong and we are worried about failing. We pray that you help us to trust in your plans to give us hope and the future. The value of service reminds us to help and serve others and our community. We thank you for the example Jesus set of serving with humility as he washed the disciples' feet. Please give us a heart for serving you and serving others and help us find joy in service this Lent.
Our value of wisdom helps us to remember the importance of being wise. We ask that you give us wisdom to know the best thing to do and the best way to do it. We pray particularly for wisdom to know your love and care for us when we feel like we have let you or other people down. Our value of trust reminds us that we can trust you in all things. We thank you that you will never let us down. We pray that we will be trustworthy people. Help us to be kind, caring and trustworthy to our friends and families, but also to those we don't know. Our value of endurance is all about keeping going, even when things are hard. In Lent, we remember how Jesus endured against temptation from the devil. When life is difficult and we feel as though we have failed, help us to look up to your unfailing love. We cannot see how we, keep, how we can keep going. Help us to know the endurance and strength we can find in you. Our value of forgiveness helps us to remember the importance of forgiving people. We know that ultimate forgiveness is found in you and we ask that you give us the strength and compassion we need to be forgiving. Even when it is hard, help us to give everyone another chance when they have failed us and to forgive ourselves even when we think we have failed. The value of integrity is linked to honesty, choosing the right thing and keeping our word. We pray that we will be people of integrity, saying that we believe and act as you would want to, uh, us to be. With compassion, hope and thankfulness, help us choose the right thing to do, even when it's hard. Lord God, we thank you for Lent and the opportunity it gives us to prepare our hearts for Easter. We pray that we will remember the endurance, wisdom, humility, compassion and service of Jesus this Lent and ask that you help us live lives of integrity, trust, thankfulness, justice, forgiveness and hope. In Jesus' name, Amen. Heavenly Father, your Son battled with the powers of darkness and grew closer to you in the desert. Help us to use these days to grow in wisdom and prayer, that we may witness to your saving love. In Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And so we draw our prayers together, praying the words that our Lord gave to his children. As we pray, we pray in fellowship with all who call upon him in every language, in every place. Those who pray this prayer for the very first time in this day, and those who fear that today might be the last time in this life, they get to pray with us. And so in fellowship and in faith, we pray as our Lord has taught us, saying, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen.
So may Christ give you grace to grow in holiness, to deny yourself, to take up your cross and to follow him. And the blessing of God Almighty, who is Father, Son and Holy Spirit, rest upon you, rest upon all for whom we've prayed, rest upon this diocese, your home, this school and all who learn in this day. In the name of the one who is faithful in every season of life, even our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.